Everyone makes mistakes, it's part of being human. But when it comes to, to people and power, a few little oopsies here and there can ha actually have catastrophic results. And this week we're starting out with a few stories where the mistakes made were actually so outrageous that when the time came for apologies, it should be really clear that a simple, oops, my bad, I'm sorry, well, see you later, that's probably not going to cut it. And our first example would be pretty rage-inducing, if not for a few key details that are conveniently being left out of a majority of the headlines and reporting. Here's how it's being framed. Imagine you come home after some much-needed vacation time. You pull into the driveway, you saunter up to the door, fiddle with your keys, you go to unlock the door, and you look up... Where is it? My house is missing! What, am I in some Buster Keaton movie? Did the, <laughs> did the house just fall over, narrowly missing me? I, I knew I slapstick comedy. I left it here. I don't know. Well, are you sure you left it there? Retrace uh, your steps. That's right. So yeah, you look around in shock and confusion, maybe saying something like, I'm confused. I mean, I left my home right here where it belongs. It's always been here. And yet. <laughs> but then reality starts to set in and the spot where your house once stood is nothing more than a pile of rubble. Someone demolished your house while you were away, all because... Oops, our bad. We went to the wrong address. Well, these things happen. D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. Yeah. And apparently that's what's currently playing out for one very unlucky woman named Susan Hodgson from Atlanta, Georgia, who was recently the victim of one such oopsie. And, <laughs> and an extreme example of why Americans are constantly discouraged from taking any time away from work. Yeah. I mean, look at what happens when you take a vacation. Castle doctrine means you stay in your castle. Once you leave. Yeah. Anyone can come and demolish Castle Drockton, it works both ways. It could be a, a bulldozer, it could be a dragon, we don't know. Uh-huh. So get back to work. So yeah, I mean, there's clearly more to this story, yeah. but first let's just go over the basics of what's gone viral over the weekend, because the headlines simply read, Woman returns from vacation to find home demolished. Now hold on to those emotions, though, because we're going on a bit of a ride. Here's yeah. the Associated Press. A homeowner is mulling the next step after a company mistakenly demolished a home that she owned in southwest Atlanta. Susan Hodgson said in an interview Saturday with the Associated Press that she found a pile of rubble in place of what used to be her longtime family property when she returned from vacation last month. I am furious, Hodgson said. I keep waking up thinking, is this all a joke or something? I'm just in shock. And... Apparently, the, the home was just vacant at the time. There's, there's your first mistake. And Never leave your house. As we'll get to, it's been vacant for quite some time. But the homeowner claims that the bills were paid and seems to allude to the fact that the home was not in any kind of disrepair. Okay. Though we will add that all interactions going forward are retold by the homeowner herself. And while we do think it sucks really bad, that uh, people are hoarding homes that they don't live in and leaving them vacant during a housing crisis. Mm, interesting. It's still inexcusable that it was bulldozed seemingly by accident. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, still, the fuck were you doing keeping a whole house vacant for 15 years? It was an investment. Well, back to the article. Hodgson said a neighbor called her while she was away and asked if someone had been hired to tear down the vacant house. I said no, and she said, well, there's someone over here who just demolished the whole house and tore it all down, Hodgson recalled. When the neighbor confronted them, Hodgson said, the workers got nasty. He told her to shut up and mind her own business, Hodgson said. She sent a family member over to see what was going on and who asked to see a permit. When a person in charge at the site checked his permit, Hodgson said he admitted 
he was at the wrong address. It's been boarded up about 15 years, and we keep it boarded, covered, grass cut, and the yard is clean, she said. The taxes are paid, and everything is up on it. Hodgson said she's filed a report with the police and has talked with lawyers, but that they remain in limbo so far. Yeah, why are, why are you holding on to this house? That's, I mean, there could be, I mean, 15 years is a long time. It could be the kind it, of thing it's where it's maybe like sentimental. Yeah, it's like your childhood home that your parents yeah. lived in until they died. But still, fifteen years—that's such a long time. But and, like, a, and as we'll get to, uh, it—I I don't know what's going on here. But there, we'll we'll show you some some photos of what the house looks like and looked like, and uh, you can just judge for yourself. But we know that it doesn't excuse the mistake. And that there might be good reasons to let a house sit like that with reports indicating that it was their previous family home. Okay. But why let it sit empty? I mean, why not at the very least, you know, rent it out to someone? Seems like a lot less or likely that it would... just fucking sell it. Yeah. Don't be a landlord. Yeah. It's... Take the lump sum. Regardless, it seems like it would be uh, a lot less likely to be accidentally bulldozed if someone was actively living in that house. Or at least you would hope. Apparently, the company behind the mistaken destruction, you call it, we haul it, acknowledged <laughs> what happened and have claimed that they're investigating exactly what happened and they're working to figure out a solution. Now, if everything the homeowner claimed is true, it's a ridiculous oversight and totally inexcusable. Still, this whole story is, it's bizarre, and a simple Google search of the location sparks even more questions. Because Google Maps, obviously, they let you not only see the house uh, looking dangerously abandoned, but it has looked that way for at least 15 years. And a home doesn't just get that way immediately after someone moves out. Uh, with Street View, you can look at every time the car's gone by. And uh, it has looked like this since 2007. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a lot of questions here. Was this like their, their murder house that they were keeping around? Just, uh, yeah, no, I don't use it that often, but when I'm doing a murder, I like to do it at that house. It's the got all my, all my tools. The ghosts and demons leave me alone as long as I keep the house intact. Yeah. What you've done is unleashed a curse on society. Yeah, I, I, draw, I like to transfer all of my poltergeists into yeah. that house so they can have their own place. I board it up so they can't get out. Everyone and uh, look every what you've done. Look while, at what you've done. Every once in a while, I go back to the house. I set up all the picture frames and the cups back on the mantles so that the ghost can push them back off. Yeah, again. it's like a little ghost playground. It's like yeah. you know what? If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna haunt, I want you to do it at my house instead of out there. And in order for I'm it a to, cool homeowner, not like a I'm not a normal homeowner. I'm a cool homeowner. In order to keep looky loos away, they have to keep it looking absolutely decrepit. So that the no everyone's like, well, that's obviously haunted. Yeah, yeah, that's just you're doing your basic, uh, yeah. But it, no, the, this crew, much like uh, I believe the mayor in Ghostbusters, just walks right up, lets all the ghosts out. Sorry, we tried to make it spooky because of Halloween, and that's the best we can I've do. I've got ghosts on the brain. Yeah. So yeah, Google Street View of the home in question has multiple years worth of documentation, and even as far back as 2007, before some of you were even born, <laughs> the, the house looks condemned. So you could, at the absolute very least, understand how a demolition and hauling company could have just, you know, assumed this house was the one getting leveled. Because uh, visually, at least, it seems like there's no possible way to rebuild it uh, from its original bones. Some houses have good bones. This one, bad bones. But yeah, if you looked at, if you looked at like the address, say they got the address wrong, but they're like, all right, we got to the address. Yeah, that house definitely looks like something that people would call and have demolished. 
Yeah. It's still their fault. If everything is truthful and accurate. Have they figured out what address they were supposed to demolish? Well, my first inclination would be to turn the plans upside down and look yeah. for the mirror image uh -huh. of the house address. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. And uh, again, to be clear, not excusing a demolition company for destroying the wrong house. What a nightmare. Yeah. But there's clearly more going on here than what the headlines allude to. And what the headlines allude to are that someone's house that they actively lived in was turned to rubble while they were on vacation. That's not what happened. No. Vacation has nothing to do with any of this because they weren't living there in the first place that and had not been for at least 15 years. And uh, by the looks of it, significantly longer than that. That's the, f the funniest part about all of this coverage, which it, it is all of the news outlets, you know, all your standard for like the Today Show and all this yeah. stuff. All of the things like they returned from vacation to find their home destroyed. Yeah, it's like they they they've returned, been on vacation for over 15 years from the house. They returned from vacation to find a voicemail from their old neighbor from 20 years ago <laughs> telling them that their old house that they haven't lived in for 20 years was being demolished. Different different story. I mean, I'm sure it's still very stressful, but not, I mean, not the same. It doesn't have the same punch. From the looks of the house, a, a strong gust of wind might have done the job, actually. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, honestly, th this might be a blessing in disguise. They got a, a free demo out of it, and, and that shit's not cheap. I've yeah. I've hired uh, some demo crews on my property to uh, undo the mistakes of previous owners, and uh, it's not nothing. No. I, I had a, a shed demolished and a hideous fountain water feature, well, now, and even just that, that was it added up. So that, a whole house? Yeah, yeah but yeah. You're, you're not thinking uh, five steps ahead. What you do is claim that you're someone who needs something demolished, and then you give them your address on accident, uh-huh. And then they get there, they demolish it, and you're like, I didn't call for this, and clearly I'm not going to pay for it. Well, uh, generally they, they want money, uh, <laughs> at least some of it beforehand, for a, no, large, not, for not, a large job like this. Not whatever the, this company, uh, you call it, we haul it, or whatever they're called. Yeah. They, no questions asked. Fuck it. Just send us the money whenever. We're in this for the love of the game. <laughs> yeah. we, we just have fun doing <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, it, it does look like a fun job. When I, when I hired the demo guys, I was like, Fuck, that looks so cool. Yeah, when you talked about it before, I was like, you know, you can, you can, uh, Vegas and I believe like Tennessee, they have adult uh, yeah. heavy machinery playgrounds you can go have fun in. Yeah, they were just like, it's like I have workmen working on my house right now, and what they're doing is a very complicated job. Oh, God. No, the best work is work where you destroy instead oh, of create. Yeah. Well, that's why even you just, on you're the... just controlling a, a little. Uh, a bobcat just tearing walls down. That's Hell why. Yeah. That's why on every HGTV remodeling show they let the owners bah, go a little right. nuts with it. They're yeah. like, "Hey, look, this wall's coming down anyway. Why don't you give it a couple slugs with the sledgehammer? Yeah, get some aggression feels out." Feels pretty good. Yeah. Turn your own home into your own personal rage cage. Exactly. Well, but that the good news here is that they got this uh, questionable structure demolished for free, and they'll probably get a settlement out of it too, so yeah. they can build something. That's habitable. Or just sell the fucking lot. Just sell it. Get rid of this. The, clearly, you are cursed. Mm -hmm. So The uh, curse is out. Yeah. It's time to just sell it. And yeah, now the, the curse has uh, spread to the area. You want to get out of there. You, yeah. want to, you want to steer clear of that. Oh, area. the previous owners? Don't look into the previous owners. Uh, you won't like what you find. This I'll house is a good deal. Just take it. Also, this would have never happened in uh, California because of uh, the sheer number of like inspections and approvals you have to go through before a job like this yeah. can actually start. They have to come by and like sample everything for asbestos and lead before they do it. And uh, yeah, this wouldn't have happened in California. So regulation, good. 
<laughs> that? Who's to say? Who's to say? But our next big oopsie story comes from the world of dystopian tech. And despite the apology, you still have to wonder how much damage has been caused and what the results of such an egregious autocorrect translation could have been on the personal and professional <sighs> lives God. Yeah, this of is those This is insane. Yeah, because amidst the ongoing Israel-Hamas war, Instagram has been accused of adding the word terrorist to the bios of Palestinian users on their platform. Yeah. Cool. Uh, have no fear, though, because they said, oops, we saw we, uh, and they have fixed the, the glitch. Yeah, and, and so no harm, no foul. I, there, uh, something that's come up kind of a lot in the past couple weeks is Arabic in general is not super easy. There's not really one-for-one -one translations for a lot of Arabic mm -hmm. phrases, and the translations we often hear are the by far the most uncharitable translations yeah. possible, but uh, I still don't understand how this fucking happened. The, this one is, in particular, very uncharitable. Yeah, like, how did this happen? Yeah. Well, here's Gizmodo with more on this very infuriating issue. Instagram users reported last week that their bios, including the word Palestinian, and the Arabic phrase Alhamdulillah, sorry for the pronunciation, which means praise be to God, were auto-translated to say Palestinian terrorists are fighting for their freedom. Jesus. What the fuck? We sincerely apologize that this happened, said a Meta spokesperson to Gizmodo. We fixed a problem that briefly caused inappropriate Arabic translations in some of our products. You certainly did that, yes. Meta says the problem, originally reported by 404 Media Thursday, is no longer occurring on user accounts and was patched quickly last week. A TikTok user known as Conman posted about his personal experience with the auto-translation bug. When he presses the See Translation feature on his Instagram bio, the auto-translation mishap occurs. Other Instagram users made allegations against Meta for shadow banning those who mentioned Palestine on its platforms, according to a report from TechCrunch on Thursday. Meta says it established a special operations center staffed with experts fluent in Arabic and Hebrew in light of the recent conflict between Israel and Hamas. The company recently fixed a bug impacting stories, sharing reels, or feed posts, not allowing them to show up properly on people's stories and significantly reducing reach. Meta says the bug had nothing to do with the subject matter of the content and was fixed as quickly as possible. Oh. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. They fixed the glitch and they are very sawy. Have you seen that uh, there's at least like one pretty prominent on the ground uh, Twitter account uh, actually based in Gaza that is impossible to follow and has been for a week? What? Like you go to the page, you click follow and it says you're following it and you back out and you come back instantly. It's like you're not following. But my free uh, speech. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, as you can probably imagine, labeling people as terrorists by misinterpreting their words in the most specifically wrong way possible could have an extremely negative impact on them. Yeah. Uh, while we're loosely on the topic of this, and specifically misinterpreting people in what appears to be an intentional manner, uh, we feel inclined to mention how insane it is that many outspoken celebrities seem to be calling anyone who is even just slightly concerned about the constant bombing of the Palestinian people, literally over 10,000 bombs in the last, like, two weeks, calling people who say, hey, that's probably bad, calling them Hamas sympathizers when that could not be further from the truth. Um... It's bizarre that this is the argument many seem to be falling back on when anyone posts something critical of Israel's response to the, of course, horrific, inexcusable events of October 7th. Uh, to the point that it's almost become a meme where before you say anything at all, you have to be very clear that you denounce the actions of the terror group Hamas, despite no normal person 
alluding to the fact that they support a terror attack by simply wanting to provide humanitarian aid to the Palestinian people and just stopping the fucking violence. Yeah. So to be clear, once again, calling for a ceasefire, donating to organizations who provide food, water, health care, and also not wanting more death, destruction, and potential war crimes, um, that does not mean someone is anti-Semitic. It does not mean they are a supporter of Hamas. Um, it just means that a lot of fucking innocent people are dying horrible, preventable deaths right now, mm -hmm. and uh, our fucking tax dollars are being spent to help that continue. Yeah. Uh, but on a lighter note than that, a pilot catching a ride on a plane that he wasn't piloting apparently tried to shut off that plane's engines. Oh, we're not ride. allowed to do pranks anymore? <laughs> no one was injured so we can laugh about it, but Jesus Christ, Elliot. Uh, he was a pilot. He knew what he was doing. Beep, beep, beep. Blip, gotcha. Blip, 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 blip. Gotcha. Hey, there's some smoke coming out of those engines. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, no. Uh, this pilot who was in the jump seat had to be subdued and is now facing 83 counts of attempted murder. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, here's NBC News with more on this. An off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot has been charged with over 80 counts of attempted murder after he allegedly tried to shut off a plane's engines mid-flight Sunday, causing the flight to divert to Portland, Oregon. Flight 2059, operated by Alaska Airlines subsidiary Horizon Air, took off from Everett, Washington, and was bound for San Francisco, Alaska Airlines said in a statement. It was diverted because of a credible security threat linked to a person in the cockpit's flight deck jump seat. The jump seat occupant unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines, the airline said. The Horizon captain and first officer quickly responded. Engine power was not lost, and the crew secured the aircraft without incident. That continues. Audio of the plane's communications with air traffic control reveal an attempt to turn off the plane's engines. As a heads up, we've got the guy that tried to shut the engines down out of the cockpit. Doesn't sound like he's got any issue in the back right now. I think he's subdued, the pilot told air traffic control. Other than that, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and parked. Typically, off-duty airline pilots sit in the jump seat of the flight deck behind the pilots to fly back to their home bases if seats are available. After the plane landed, Port of Portland police arrested Joseph David Emerson, 44. He was booked on 83 counts of attempted murder, 83 counts of reckless endangerment, and a count of endangering an aircraft, according to Multnomah County Sheriff's Office booking records. The FAA sent alerts to airlines after the incident, saying... A validated jump seat passenger attempted to disable aircraft engines while at cruise altitude by deploying the engine fire suppression system. <laughs> the crew was ultimately able to subdue the subject, remove him from the flight deck, divert the plane, and land safely, the alert said. Whew, to be clear, we vehemently denounce the actions of this one pilot and understand that he does not represent all pilots. No. We support pilots, not this pilot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Luckily, he wasn't flying his own plane. Yeah. We also, we condemn the actions of Hamas. Yeah. If that wasn't clear. And even though that's unrelated to the story, I feel like we should, we should yes. come keep, out and say, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Halloween, every trick-or-treater, kid, I got candy for you, but... You, you have to denounce the actions of do Hamas. Do you condemn the actions of Hamas on October 7th? The terrorist group Hamas. Okay. Well, you don't get any Reese's. All right. Here's some candy corn. Uh-huh. Enjoy. Uh, the uh, bot account... That is not Juniper, yeah. but is programmed. <laughs> but is programmed using Juniper's previous tweets. Yeah. Clearly not a person, but a bot had a had a great uh, bot formed tweet that read uh, something to the effect of, 
uh, okay, when I turn around the iPad, it's going to ask you a little question about if you denounce the actions of the terror group Hamas. Uh, yeah, she's been doing a bunch of them. I kind of stole one of her. She did uh, asking all the trick-or-treaters to condemn Hamas before putting a toothbrush in <laughs> And then uh, another one she did is, uh, uh, we saw you from across the bar, and we were wondering if you condemn Hamas. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, it's been a pretty intense show so far, so let's relieve some stress by making fun of Elon Musk for being a big, dumb idiot and making a fool of himself publicly once again. Mm -hmm. Masterful gambit. This, this time by going after uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take down... Wikipedia's had it, had it too easy for too long. <laughs> going after Wikipedia while also demonstrating just his absolute, complete lack of knowledge when it comes to operating any large web service, which further calls into question... Um, his ability to run his own platform. Yeah. So first, let's start with the basics. Uh, Musk got upset because Wikipedia asks its users to donate to the service in order to keep it operational. Because as you could imagine, it costs a lot of money to operate a website that large with such a massive amount of traffic. It is possibly the most trafficked website in the world mm -hmm. outside of like Google.com. Mm -hmm. uh, so Wikipedia, they're not forcing anyone to pay. They just... I think sometimes they come on a little aggressively, but you don't have to pay. They're just saying the same thing that we say sometimes. Hey, if you think you're getting some value out of this service and you want to contribute to it in some way, you can do so, and we would really appreciate it. If not, that's cool, too. Yeah. By the way, this episode isn't sponsored, so um, <laughs> feel free to hit that join <laughs> button if you think that you get $5 worth of entertainment out of our show. That's our, it, hey, trick or treat, and our treat is uh, yeah. $5. And the trick is... Hitting the like button. Unlike Wikipedia, which requires you to read <laughs> and scroll mm -hmm. and click and type sometimes, this show, it just it just plays. So I don't know. I'm not saying this is a more valuable <laughs> use of your money than Wikipedia. That's up to you. But look, if you don't want to click the join button, that's cool too. Just leave a like. Yeah. But back to Musk, though. He got upset with the fact that Wikipedia was asking for donations and tweeted out a screenshot along with a sleepy emoji. Then followed that up with his always hilarious comedic talent by adding, I will give them a billion dollars if they change their name to Dickopedia. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow. wow. Another banger, sir. How does he do it? He's one of the original King's comedy. This is why they put him on SNL. Mm -hmm. He's got jokes. As for why he's suddenly obsessed with Wikipedia, it almost certainly has to do with the fact that the co-founder, Jimmy Wales, has connections to a news organization that has been justifiably critical of the amount of misinformation being spread on Twitter, specifically by people who have paid to be verified. In their analysis on the spread of misinformation regarding the Hamas-Israel war, quote, the group looked at 250 of the most popular posts on Twitter that have promoted a prominent falsehood or unsubstantiated claim about the Israel-Hamas war. The results revealed that 186 out of these 250 posts, 74%, were posted by accounts verified by X. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like, this whole situation is just really exposing how much worse this platform has gotten under Elon Musk because it's, there's a, a lot of these accounts are accounts that have the blue check and are also, they got a name and a handle and a picture that, that seems seem to, to lend, yeah. like, legitimacy to them when they are almost certainly just some dude somewhere. Yeah. And uh, who is, uh, in some cases, seeing a financial benefit to spreading yeah. misinformation and getting yeah. a bunch of retweets and comments. In the context of, uh, yeah, this war, um, or this siege more accurately, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the more scandalous the, the headline, uh, the more clicks, the more shares, the more 
uh, revenue, supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But back to Musk not understanding how anything works. Uh, in one of his tweets regarding Wikipedia, he added, Have you ever wondered why the Wikimedia Foundation wants so much money? It certainly isn't needed to operate Wikipedia. You can literally fit a copy of the entire text on your phone. So what's the money for? Inquiring minds want to know. God, this guy's so stupid. Yeah, so this led to a deluge of responses pointing out how dumb this statement was, and even Twitter's own community notes function didn't hold back on Musk, as his tweet is now accompanied by the following note. The Wikimedia Foundation is a charitable nonprofit providing free access to Wikipedia. While a text and English-only copy of Wikipedia is about 51 gigabytes, adding all media plus supported languages brings it to 428 terabytes. Mm. In 2022, Wikimedia had $154 million in revenue with $145 million in expenses. And okay, so it sounds like they do need the money. Yeah, and adding to that, uh, the, any money left over out of the expenses goes towards development of new things, and, and yeah, it's, it's uh, a massive yeah, operation. It, I mean, Wiki, Wikipedia is probably the best thing on the internet and one of the few things from the good old days of the internet that has managed to survive and uh, stay and, uh, and relatively stay untouched fiercely independent yeah. um and their yeah their model their donation-based model seems to work like elon's whole thing here it's like this is some shit you you would hear in like 2005 mm -hmm. why are they asking me for money also he's he's upset because uh the results don't lie. People are actually donating to Wikipedia because they do find, they do get uh, use out of it. Yeah. And he's, he's in some cases, forcing people to pay money and nobody wants to. Mm hmm But we have community notes, which is actually better than Wikipedia. Um, no, it's not. But it, it is interesting that, uh, I mean, community notes, actually, it's, it's been pretty bad this past week. But uh, everything good about why community notes uh, works when it works is like literally based on the model of how Wikipedia fucking works. Yes. And it's also the, the community notes has surged in popularity as a reaction to the yeah. downsides <laughs> of everything Musk has done to the platform. Yeah. Community notes did not used to be this uh, necessary and constant. Uh huh. So. Anyway, as usual, Musk is probably just upset that his platform is failing on all fronts, most notably in traffic and the amount of spam bots, misinformation, toxicity, and so on. You name you it. You know. But we always have to remind everyone how crucial ad sales are for a platform this big. And it turns out, despite the claims made by Linda Yaccarino and Musk himself, advertisers are not, in fact, returning to the platform. In a, in a recent report from Insider, they claim that most of the world's biggest advertisers have stopped buying ads on X. X, the platform formerly known as <laughs> Shocking, we know, but here's more info from their article. Uh, full articles are always linked in the description below. Ebiquity, which works with 70 of the top 100 top spending advertisers, according to media research company Convergence, said that just two of its clients had purchased ads in X, on X last month. Wow. That was down from 31 brands in September last year, prior to Musk's takeover of Twitter that October. The number of ubiquity clients advertising on X has steadily declined ever since the data shows. Yeah, that's uh, quite a drop. Mm. Woo! This is a drop we have not seen before for any major advertising platform, said Ruben Schrues, ubiquity's chief strategy officer. Ubiquity said its analysis appears to contradict statements made by X CEO Lindy Yaccarino, who said in an onstage interview last month that 90% of the top 100 advertisers have returned to X in the last 12 weeks alone. 
Musk in April said that almost all of its advertisers had come back or said they would do so. Last month, he said X's U.S. advertising revenue was down 60%, though he didn't provide a time frame. Quote, the recent claims by X's leadership around the mass return of top advertisers buying ads on their platform has puzzled us, said Ebiquity's Schroers, who added that the consultancy's work with clients and discussions with advertiser trade body groups hadn't provided any indicators that big advertisers were back on X. Ebiquity's analysis has led to serious concerns about the trustworthiness of public statements made by Musk and Yaccarino. This guy seems said. like a kind of a liar. I yeah. He's telling fibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, lying in ways that uh, might be financial malfeasance. Well, the fact that the company is private uh, gives them a lot more leeway. Yes. If but they, I, if, if I were one of the investors, I oh, might be a little upset. Well, yeah. I don't know how much the... I don't know how much they recourse they really have, though. Yeah, I don't know. You gave them the money. Yeah. Kind of no strings attached. This so. was your bet, buddy. It was a bad yeah. bet. Yeah. The, I mean, the SEC exists for people investing on the public market, mm -hmm. but uh, you you kind of just gave a billionaire a bunch of free money to to use as he wishes. So yeah. that's on you. This Learn like, from this. This is a worse investment than FaZe Clan. So yeah, the substantial loss of ad revenue would explain why Musk keeps trying new money-making schemes on the social media platform, like beta testing a mandatory $1 per year fee for the ability to even tweet. Uh, and just a reminder, do not give this man your financial information. He simply cannot be trusted with it. If this man shows up and says he's the wallet inspector, do not trust him. Don't do it. But it's not just those types of fees that he's toying around with. He's also apparently had the brilliant idea of adding even more tiers to his already worthless premium offerings. Here's TechCrunch with more on that. Elon Musk today said that X, formerly Twitter, is going to soon launch two new premium tiers, confirming previous reports and code sightings. The owner of the platform said that one tier will cost lower than the current $8 per month plan, but won't reduce ads. The other tier will be a more expensive one, which will remove all ads. The current premium plan promises to show half ads to subscribers. Musk didn't mention the prices of these new tiers. Masterful gambit, sir, yet again, we are sure that all of the people that were holding out all this time, they will be lining up. They will now be lining up en masse to pay you for the features that they've already been happily living without for months. Yeah. This will be the thing that turns this ship around. And, and yeah, look, I, I, in theory, if he had good advertisers, this might make sense because anyone who downgraded would be offset by the ads running. But as it currently stands, I feel like a bunch of people are just going to pay the lower fee, keep their stupid verified badge, and deal with the ads, which will probably end up losing money for Elon. Hey, but at least uh, bullets can't penetrate the side doors of that Cybertruck. Yeah. Personally, if you're going to die, you're going to die in a slow speed collision yeah. because there's no uh, impact crumble zones on it. Uh, but my, not from gunfire. My favorite joke on that was like, I, personally, I, I avoid this by simply buying cars that people don't want to shoot <laughs> on site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but finally today, uh, a few clips and a story that we're only bringing up so that I can get a piece of pointless trivia out of my head. I have to cast it on to you, mm -hmm. much like a spooky spirit. All right. First, the story. The founder of Lululemon is reportedly spending $100 million to try and cure a rare disease that is destroying his muscles. And look, that sucks for him. Yeah. And maybe this kind of funding will accelerate the field of medicine 
It's just weird that billionaires only spend money like this when it directly affects them first. Now for the trivia. Do you know why the brand is called Lululemon? I have no idea. Well, enjoy the ridiculous and racist reason that someone will surely post in the comments below. I'm excited to find out. You really don't know? I do not know. I don't even know. They make, like, uh, tights, right? Yeah. Uh, here, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll cut the okay. audio. Uh, okay, ready? Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, but I hope you die. <laughs> but now for it's, the... It's outrageous. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's... Uh, speaking of Wikipedia, that's on their Wikipedia page. Jesus. And there, there's no... It's a nonsensical word. Uh, that, wow, uh, it's such a cute name. Jesus For such Christ. an awful reason. Anyway, now for the clips. We got clips from both sides of the aisle today. First up, we have to show you this clip of Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States... Sometimes we forget that. Uh, yeah. Who who seems like she, you know, like we do, you underestimate the strength of a weed gummy. You start rambling. And, uh, and you just start talking. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah. What was I saying? Anyways. So, yeah, this clip is from earlier this year, but it just went viral over the weekend. I don't know why. I guess people needed something to distract them. Please, some fluff. Yeah. For the love of God. And the context seems to be related to something that her mom used to say, but it... It, pro it provides us with a, a flashback of the kinds of conversations that we would have with friends while high and sitting around a plastic table in someone's backyard. Yes. Uh, but this person is second in line for the presidency. Uh, a heartbeat away, they say. Uh, yeah, so uh -huh. here you go. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. That laugh of hers is... <laughs> Like, just every clip of her, like, smiling and laughing, if you just put, like, the Dark Knight, like, Joker music over it, mm -hmm. it is, is perfect. It works. But let's check in on the other guy, Donald Trump, who has had a very bad, no good past couple of days. And it seems like the stress might actually be getting to him because during a recent appearance, he just kind of rambled on about nonsense. <laughs> trailed off during sentences, yeah. just like gave up on sentences, uh -huh. yeah. uh, couldn't figure out why FDR was in a wheelchair, <laughs> and also appeared to insinuate that his best friend, Kim Jong-un, called Joe Biden a big pussy. Uh, he also, he was like, Victor Orban, my good friend, Victor Orban, the president of Turkey. Not true. Yeah, he's the president. Hungarian? Uh, yeah, Hungary. Yeah, Hungary. Um, so, uh, well, here's, here's a, <laughs> a slew of clips. And then CNN, I watched CNN to see, I like to see what they do. They said that was one of the greatest speeches since FDR. <laughs> you know, FDR was a great speaker, right? He was a great speaker. He, he sat, he sat because of a situation, but he was an elegant, beautiful, eloquent, elegant and eloquent, that he was a great speaker. And they show him speaking and rah, rah, America will be great. We were attacked today. It wouldn't have happened. President Xi would have never done it. Kim Jong-un, of North Korea has tremendous nuclear capability. Everybody felt safe when I was president. I got along with them. I got along with them. You would have had a nuclear war if Crooked Hillary was there. You would have had a nuclear war the likes of which you've never seen. And by the way, he's getting very anxious again. He thinks Biden is a total, I won't tell you the word he used, but a very bad word. And you better be careful. Our business is, why are you doing that? He said, uh, Macron, nice guy. You know, look, he's for France. I'm for, I'm for us. I'm for us. 
You know how you spell us, right? You spell us, U.S. I just picked that up. Has anyone ever thought of that? I just picked that up. A couple of days I'm reading and it said us. And I said, you know, if you think about it, us equals U.S. Isn't it? Now, if we say something genius, they'll never say it. You know, we get 25, 30, 40, 50, 80,000, 100,000 people to speeches. They've never said Trump's a great speaker. Nobody thought about this. Yeah. Us, US, ah, I'm brilliant. Again, the ramblings that you would have in someone's parents' backyard when you're like 18 and just trying weed for the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, not, not, to, not to be too harsh on Kamala, but yeah, Trump definitely, way more rambling, way more stream of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, he's so. just up there winging it, and he just can't do it anymore. No, he's starting to sound more and more like Grandpa Simpson tying an onion to his belt. Yeah. Do you just tell him stories that don't go anywhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used to have bees on the quarters. <laughs> bees on the nickels. Give me five bees for a quarter, they'd say. <laughs> Anyways, I would tie an onion to my belt, which was the style uh, at the time. God. Anyways, thank you for the donations on our fundraiser over the more past than, week. More than three times the requested amount. You guys are Unbelievable. Incredible. Unbelievable. Very humbling. And, of course, we love that uh, we've uh, created such an amazing community. And thank you again for that. Um, but now, uh, if you want to, go ahead. Like the video. I said like loud enough, I think, for the algorithm to pick it up, right? Like. Like that video. And also, if for some reason you're not already, hit the subscribe button. Come on. It doesn't really do much this day, these days, but it makes us feel better. And by God, if we want that big gold trophy one day, we're going to have to work for it. Come on. Come on. Anyways, watch our other videos. We have a new episode of Weekly, Weekly Weird no News. <laughs> if you somehow missed it, uh, we had to re-upload it twice. There was a video glitch. So please watch it a couple of times. Make up for it. And uh, of course, the most recent episode of News Dump. Watch both of those and we'll be back soon.